ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive. Today, my guest is Rick Luchuk. Rick is Senior Vice President of Creative Marketing and Brand Standards for CNN Worldwide, based out of Atlanta. And today, Rick shares with us his lessons learned in marketing and life on a journey from North Battleford, Saskatchewan to Atlanta. Enjoy the conversation. Good afternoon, Rick, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. You know, it's always impressive when Saskatchewan people... um, spread further and especially when they spread into key positions uh, around the world and here you are at at CNN. I wonder would you share with us kind of the path or the journey to uh, where you're at? Um, Sure. Um, It it hasn't been been a a, a straight path and and, and not one I designed by by any means. Uh, I started in uh, in Lethbridge, what's now global in Lethbridge, and uh, 1982, I moved to uh, CKCK TV in Regina, um, and I was uh, uh, back in my home province of, of Saskatchewan, and uh, we settled down there, and uh, we're quite content to uh, to stay there for as long as as needed, and as consolidation happened, and uh, Bayton at that time bought CKCK. Uh, they eventually asked me to move to Toronto and run run marketing for them on a national basis. And then uh, they bought the CTV Television Network, and I took over marketing for that. And of course, CTV grew and uh, got bigger. And uh, I took on different roles at uh, at CTV in Toronto, and we were there for 17 years. And uh, when Bell bought us in uh, in 2010, um, it, it it just changed, and it, it wasn't that that Bell was was a bad boss or anything else. It was, it was just a little bit different uh, than what I'd been used to and what I'd grown up in in television. And my contract with Bell said that if I wanted to leave the the company, I uh, had a non compete clause. Uh, that I couldn't work in television and in Canada for for uh, a set period of time, which means uh, that I, I needed to leave uh, Canada if I if I wanted to uh, continue working. And uh, the the opportunity at uh, CNN was uh, presented to me, and uh, my wife and I decided to take an adventure. And uh, we've been in Atlanta for five years now. That's fantastic. Now, has as um, has, can you t- can you tell me a little bit about what the creative marketing's um, uh, division or department at CNN, what, what are you looking after? What, what is the role there? Sure. We're, uh, CNN is a very broad organization. And, and so what we're looking after is the creative, the look, style, and feel uh, for what CNN is, uh, what, uh, how we market ourselves. And the, the CNN that, that most people in, um, Canada are familiar with is uh, what we call CNN Domestic, which really serves the United States and Canada. But in addition to that, we have uh, CNN International, which uh, goes around the world. We've got uh, HLN, uh, CNN Digital, which is is a huge operation, which you, you know from 
from uh, CNN.com and all the apps uh, and everything else with it is, is a huge growing. We're in charge of, of marketing all of that. I've had to bone up on my Spanish a little bit because I'm in charge of the marketing for CNN Espanol as well, uh, which goes all over not only the United States but through all of Latin America. So it, it really is, is a worldwide uh, set up. I have people who work in Atlanta, in New York, in Los Angeles, in Washington, D.C., and uh, in, in London and in England. Now, what in your mind, uh, I see on your website it says that the creative comes before the marketing for a reason, and that research and analytics are important, but they shouldn't drive your creative. What, what drives your philosophy around uh, marketing for CNN? Um, I, I always have the, this argument. I, I, I come from a creative background. I started as a producer. And for me, marketing is, is an art and a science. And I have this real concern that the marketing, the marketing people um, are, are taking over the business. And marketing people love to have ways to say that this is going to work. And the problem with marketing is you really never know it's going to work. And people are looking for analytics that are going to prove it's the right way to do something, that this is the way to do it. And I don't believe that that's the best way. I think you need to, to lead with the, the creative. And, and quite often budgets are, are created for marketing. And, you know, it's decided we're going to need to, to spend on outdoor. We're going to need to, to spend on radio. You know, we're, we're going to need to buy television. And then we go and try and execute creative to, to meet those marketing needs. I go about it a different way. I go, what is the product? What is the television show? What are we trying to sell? What is the creative idea to sell it? And then once we have that creative idea, what is the medium that that creative idea works on? And uh, I think you're much better off doing it, it that way. Uh, we, we've got a campaign out right now um, called Facts First, where there's an apple on screen and, and we're, we're, we're talking about the facts being relevant. And the fact is this is an apple. We like that creative, but we didn't, there was no way to, for that to work in a outdoor billboard. So we didn't try and do it uh, on an outdoor billboard. It worked in social and it worked on television and that's what we used. So that, that's kind of how I come about it. Let the creative lead how you do your marketing. So get the idea first and then let that, let that decide, even, even to the point of what, what um, distribution or what executions you're going to do. Exactly. Now, you have, like, like I was just browsing through some of the CNN projects and some of the CNN uh, creative, and I certainly encourage everyone listening to go look at uh, CNNCreativeMarketing.com because there's some very powerful uh, promos on there. How, do you, how, how does your team work to come up with the solutions that you come up with? Uh, we, you know, we've, we've got a, 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 a core team here. Uh, we divide um, into brand teams. And, and when we're talking about brands, I'm not talking about CNN being a brand and HLN being a brand. Uh, we think of uh, Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown, being a brand. We think of CNN.com being a brand. So each of the brand teams has, has, a, has a number of, of brands that they deal with. 
some of the work we do internally, uh, completely within the group for it. Uh, some we go to outside partners to work with. So, you know, we work with outside uh, uh, creative depart- uh, companies, and it really is on a project-by-project basis what we think we need is the best way to work with mm-hmm. it. Can you give me a bit of insight into what, what the team looks like? What, like how many people are involved with the creative marketing at CNN? Um, our, our core team here is between 65 and, and 70 people. Uh, out of that group, uh, about half of them are, are directly uh, involved in the creation of marketing material, and the other half are, are involved in, in kind of the distribution and, and scheduling of, of the marketing material. Rick, you have a great um, a, a great television pedigree. Have, has your philosophy or the way you've approached things changed lately with the, you know, much more online and, and promoting CNN.com? Or? Um, look, I'm, I'm, I'm always uh, wanting to, to learn. And one thing I, I learned really early on was uh, to all, always hire uh, smarter people than than me in all of, of the disciplines. I, I'm a, I'm a decent copywriter. I'm a decent producer. Um, I'm not a very good designer, but I but I've I've got a pretty good eye. Um, but I, I I know a lot about uh, everything when it comes to marketing, and and I'm, but I don't you know I'm not specific in one area. So I'm always bringing people in and, and trying to to bring people in who are going to challenge me and, and, and bring new ideas. And I love when, when I'm challenged with a new idea and people say, well, why can't you do that? And uh, that's fascinating to me. And it was, I, I learned that when I, early on when I went to Toronto and, and we uh, purchased CTV and in about 1996, 97, CTV wasn't a really strong brand and uh, we were looking at, at whether we even wanted to, to keep CTV a, as an identification, like the brand w- was that bad at that time. And we brought in, we brought in a, a marketing company uh, out of L.A. and New York called Pittard Sullivan, who aren't around anymore, uh, but uh, worked with uh, a guy there, uh, Alan Schulman, who's now with uh, Deloitte in, in New York, and we looked at different things and what we were going to do with it. And, and you know, the, the creative concept we, we came up with, which, which is still around today, is when those stars interact with uh, the red ball of the, of the CTV logo. Yeah. And, and the, the, the issue we had with that is in those days, American stars didn't do anything for, for Canadians. And uh, ER was the biggest show on CTV at that time. And we needed to get the stars involved with uh, actually being part of our promotion campaigns if we wanted to, to make the network successful. And Alan, you know, sat across my desk and said, we've got to get these people involved. And I said, well, U.S. stars don't, don't do that for Canadian networks. And he said, why not? Have you ever asked? And I said, well, I don't know. And he was right. Like, nobody had ever, ever bothered to pursue that. And so it, it, it met, I got on a plane and I flew to, to Los Angeles and started doing cold calls on all our partner studios down there. 
and was able to get all these American stars to start working with our network. And that followed suit that Global got that and, and everything else. And it just kind of changed the way. But it came from a simple conversation with somebody challenging me on what I thought was the way things had to be done. And so I love it when somebody challenges me and says, why not? Why can't we do that? That was, uh, I remember that, um, that CTV promo. That was, it was really impactful. And it, it did clicked with me that, oh, wow, that's one of the first times I've seen uh, American stars uh, promoting a, a Canadian channel. What was it like actually flying down and, and starting those calls? Because you must have got some interesting responses. Well, it, it was interesting because my first call was um, on Warner Brothers. And, and the story comes full circle, so just bear with me. Um, and, and so I went in to, to talk to uh, the woman who ran and still does to this day runs marketing for Warner Brothers Television named Lisa Gregorian. And, and Lisa is a formidable uh, figure in, 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 the, in the marketing community. And, and I went into her office, and I hadn't pitched anybody else. I didn't know what my pitch was going to be. And she took the meeting because she had to, because we were a client of theirs and bought television programs for it. And I sat across her desk, and I still didn't know what the heck I was going to say when I was in her office. And I noticed on her office desk, and so we're talking uh, mid to late 1990s, were some Pokemon figures uh, on her desk. And so I started talking about Pokemon and uh, how my son liked them, and she had a son who was about the same age as my son. And this half-hour meeting went on for 90 minutes, and all we did was talk about Pokemon on our kids and never really got to the business about what I was there for. But Lisa and I became good friends out of this, and she started delivering these, these stars from Warner Brothers, from ER, and, and, and so forth to me, and, and really was my way into it. And Lisa and I remained very good friends to this day. And when I was looking to leave Canada to come to the United States, um, I didn't know where to start, so I phoned my good friend Lisa and said, who are some headhunters? Who should I talk to? Lisa says, give me a week. And I said, fine. A week later, a guy phoned me from uh, Time Warner, which owns Warner Brothers, which also owns uh, CNN, and said, I got your name from Lisa. We have this job at CNN we'd like to talk to you about. So, um wow. It all kind of comes together for you. That's a great story. Um, and now you've been at CNN for f five years, was it? Yeah, just about exactly. And um, your team has now won, like, I can't recall the exact award, but the, the top creative marketing TV team three years in a row. What does it take to put a team, a great creative team together? Uh, well, it was interesting. When, when I got here... Uh, I, I had a, a core group of, of um, creative people um, who, who were, were good at what they did, but every one of them, all of their experience had been in doing promos for news, which you would think would be a good thing working for a news organization, but they didn't have any experience in... Uh, how to promote in an entertaining way. And so when I would say things to them uh, about storytelling or uh, bringing humor into it, they didn't really understand. But I knew they were, they were good people at the heart. And so what I did was 
I hired a uh, creative partner, a guy named Whit Fries, who uh, came from an advertising agency background, had never worked in television, but was a really strong designer and a really strong creative person. And he came in um, as, as my partner. And, and rather than, than clearing out the people who were here, we decided just to train them in, in different ways of doing it. And, and they were so happy to learn new things that we were just able to, to tweak the way they did things enough to use the existing staff that was here when I came and uh, use those creative people to um, do things in, in, in a different way. And then we, we looked at our staff complement and there were a bunch of open positions who were for parts of the, of the business I didn't really think were that necessary. And so rather than replacing those positions, what I did was I doubled and then tripled the size of the design team uh, so that, that we had a real design sense to what we were doing, that there was a way of, of really looking at it. And, and, you know, CNN was a really good news organization, but they didn't focus a lot on their marketing. And, and so it, it was just really kind of um, making sure there was a purpose and, and reason to, to why we did things. And then when uh, Jeff Zucker came into uh, uh, the organization about the same time I did, and she, he had a, a really strong uh, background in, in marketing from his days at, at NBC, and he just became a really strong supporter of what we what we did and uh, gave us the resources to, to do it and uh, has really allowed us to, uh, to kind of run with it. When you, when you looked at um, like the programming and, and what was available for you to promote, did, was it, did you feel like a kid in a candy store going down there? Well, it, it kind of happened when one of the reasons they wanted to bring me in was it, it was just at when CNN was going from just being a straight news organization to starting to introduce original series. And Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown, was the, was the first of those original series. And literally my first job, as, as soon as I got off the plane in, in Atlanta, was going and, and, and shooting with, uh, with Tony uh, to do our launch spots for it. And so it was, uh, it was that kind of, of sensibility that they brought me in for. But I came because um, I love brands. Like, I really like brands and, and you know there, there aren't a lot of brands as recognizable around the whole world uh, as, as CNN CNN is but I also knew it needed a little bit of, uh, of TLC to it as well and uh, when I walked in here I, I, I talked to, to the team here and I said uh, can you get me the style guide for CNN uh, so I can have an idea what I'm working with and they said well there is no style guide and I said, okay, uh, can I at least get a logo sheet so I know what the basis of our logo is? And I said, there isn't one. And I said, well, why not? Well, because nobody can really agree on what the logo is. And okay. Um, and so quite soon after, I, I had an outside firm do an audit on the logo. And I'm just talking about the, the letters, the CNN logo itself. Uh, we found 20... 23, 24 different variations of the logo uh, and five different versions of red that were being used for it in different facets across the place. So, you know, one of the very first things had to do was, was clean up the logo before we could start 
uh, doing anything else. And then we had to put in all of those uh, kind of style guide things that you would think were, were there. So be, being able to come in and, and, and kind of, I don't want to say clean up, but, but be able to polish up a, a, a great brand and a, and a, and a great logo and, and just kind of do some of that, that core work has been really good and exciting for me because I'd done the same kind of thing with CTV and to be able to do that and uh, with CNN is, has really been a lot of fun. That's really fascinating. I'm sure it'll be very comforting for a lot of brand managers to know that even great brands like CNN have to face these uh, tidying up issues and have these same issues that every every other brand has. Yeah, and it, it, it really kind of comes from what is your philosophy? And, and, and CNN is, is like a fantastic news organization, but uh, marketing wasn't, uh, wasn't really their, their forte. So uh, being able to, to come in and be able to do that uh, has been a lot of fun. I love the, um, the, the promo, Why We Go. What, what have been some of your favorites or what is your favorite for the last few years? Um, the, the one we did with uh, Why We Go where, where we uh, did that shoot... Uh, with uh, Nima, um, and, and that was actually shot in, in a real refugee camp um, on, on the, uh, the border in Greece, um, was kind of a, a labor of love that we did, and, and we actually did that one internally with some outside uh, DPs and stuff, and we were given really kind of full uh, reign with it to do it, and um, it yeah, that the ones that are, are kind of labors of love like that uh, are always the ones you, you you really kind of enjoy. When when you're working with a news organization, is there any concern or debate about mixing a little bit of fiction with with the fact? Um, well, yes and no, but uh, we keep everything absolutely honest in what we do. We don't put anybody into a situation where they wouldn't naturally have been in that situation. So if we ask a, uh, a news anchor to do something, uh, we don't force them to do anything. We have uh, a conversation about what they're comfortable with and we show them in the real environment. We did a promo the year before uh, which we called ABAC, which was kind of showing original series and, and news that featured Anderson Cooper and Anthony Bourdain and kind of how they story told different. And, you know, so we, we spent a lot of time with uh, Anthony and, and Tony and, and, and um, I'm sorry, with um, Anderson and Tony and, uh, you know, just making sure Anderson wanted to make sure that, that he reflected what he really is. He doesn't take a car to work. He likes to ride his bike around New York. And so part of it was him getting to work. So we shot him on his bike. And, you know, the, you, you start saying, well, shouldn't he be wearing a helmet? You, you got to, you know, show things. And he says, I can't wear a helmet. I don't wear a helmet, so I'm not going to wear a helmet in it. So we, we always try and keep things real. We never put them in situations that, that aren't real when you do it. And then we have a really... Uh, good uh, standards and practices group here who we go through with everything to make sure that we're not reflecting anything wrong, we're not lying, we're not uh, misleading people. And as long as you keep it honest and and genuine, I don't think there's a conflict with with doing marketing for a news organization. The the stories you tell, they're they're really impactful and and emotional. Do you have any advice for people that are um, delivering uh, either a a creative platform or or starting up 
television commercial of their own? Um, yeah, always have lots of advice. Um, <laughs> it's it, never get married to an idea um, and, and, and come up with, with, with lots of ideas. I, I always tell uh, my people that there's 10 different ways uh, to sell the same TV show. Uh, and, and all of them are different, and, and one's going to be better than the other uh, in the end, and you're probably going to have to, to, to use some gut instinct to do it. You can't get the analytics. There's no way to prove that one piece of creative is better than the other. But look at a whole bunch of different creative and, and never get locked into just one idea on, on how you're going to, to do something. Always be willing to, to take a look and accept other things. Accept what an editor is bringing to it. Accept what a, a DOP is going, is going to bring uh, to it. And let them have an involvement in the creative process because in the end, it'll, it'll be better if you have... Uh, this kind of orchestra of, of creative people who have an input. At the end, of, if you're the, the producer, you have to make the, the end call with it, but always be open to other people's creative ideas uh, that come into it. You should never try and do anything by yourself. Yeah, that, that's great advice. And why do, why do we always seem to want to do it ourselves? Or why do people, not always us, but why do people want to do it on their own? Well, because people get a vision in their head of what something's going to be. And you always have to have the willingness to go and look at something and say, okay, that's not exactly how I would have done it, but I see why that works. And um, be, be willing to, to accept that, that everybody's got an idea. And it's really tough if you, if you end up having people working in your organization that really get locked into one idea and won't be open to that. And, and those are the people you really got to work with. And... You, you can work, you know, an, an, an editor is part of a creative process, but an editor usually goes off into a little dark room uh, by himself or herself uh, to do the work. Uh, but they're still part of a, a team bringing stuff to it. So you can be a little bit of a loner within it, but you've got to be open to other people's creative coming into it. Um, Rick, I thank you very much for chatting with me today. You're the very first person I've ever talked to that's won an Emmy. That's funnier? That's won an Emmy. Oh, won an Emmy. I thought you said funnier. I was <laughs> <laughs> well, you're probably much that I've never too. been accused of. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's interesting to, to, to win an Emmy. It was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun uh, uh, to do it, but I always take uh, awards with a little bit of a, of a grain of salt. It's nice to be, be recognized uh, by your peers, but you, you can never let your head get uh, too full of that. My last question is always, uh, what lessons have you learned or what lessons have you learned uh, that you could share uh, now that you've uh, reached CNN? Uh, the lesson I learned, I learned from uh, my father. And um, uh, it, it was about doing the dishes. And my, my father's philosophy was always just do it. In, in the time it takes you to complain about uh, doing something or finding an excuse, you could have just done it, so just do it. And this was long before Nike ever came out with the slogan. And, and, and one of the biggest things that uh, ever started me on my career was when the uh, towers were being built, the uh, uh, McCallum Hill Towers on Scar Street, 
I was a very junior pr- producer at CKCK, and the Hill family wanted uh, to have a video done of the sod turning for the first tower being built and have the video shot in the morning and shown at the ceremony that they were doing the celebration at lunchtime at the Hotel Saskatchewan. And many producers, more senior than me at, uh, at CKCK, said, oh, you can't do that. You can't turn around a video. You can't do it. You just can't do it. And I was too young and, and probably too stupid, but I went to Bruce Cowie, who was the GM, and I said, I can do it. That's no problem. I can do it. So I went out that morning. I shot the video. I had it edited. I had it delivered uh, to uh, the luncheon. They played the video. Uh, the Hill family were thrilled by it. Uh, they, yeah, Bruce Cowie was very good uh, uh, in their eyes. I made my boss look good that day, and that was an important lesson that, that kind of came through from what my father told me. It's just do it. If somebody needs something done, just do it. That comes right back to the beginning when you were talking about uh, just heading off and reaching out to those actors in the States. It's, uh, yeah, sometimes just pick it up and go with it. Yep. The worst thing that can happen is, uh, is you fail and then you get up and you go do it again. Uh, it's been, it's been fantastic talking to you, Rick. Thank you so much for taking the time. I uh, really appreciate it. And best of luck. My pleasure. Talk to you soon.